This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, hello and welcome to the show. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few minutes, John Carlson and Dave Mater will join us with an update on the Vancouver real estate scene and more on 1% Realty. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. We reported here a while back that Payless Shoe Source, one of the world's biggest shoe sellers, filed for bankruptcy in April and immediately began closing 400 stores, around 10% of its footprint. Well, now the chain has asked the bankruptcy court for mission to close an additional 408 stores, representing another 10%. These are stores where the company hasn't been able to negotiate a good enough rent concession, and it's asking for permission to close these stores if the retailer and its landlords can't negotiate a rent that both parties are happy with. There'll be a hearing on June 8th. Another retail chain in big trouble in the States is electronics appliance and furniture supplier H.H. Gregg, which has also filed for bankruptcy and is closing over 200 stores. We cautioned you a few weeks ago about going out of business sales when we first reported on the H.H. Gregg bankruptcy, and our warning remains. Though Payless Shoes is not yet anywhere near this situation, H.H. Gregg stores are almost empty now, down to a rare, odd deal, but mostly to what shoppers are calling scrap. All the real deals are long gone. Again, be careful when you head out on a store-closing, bargain-hunting expedition, because in many cases, there aren't many real bargains to be found. Warren Buffett made a huge bet on Apple this year, and it's paying off big time. Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway announced that it's more than doubled its stake in Apple, worth over $19 billion. Buffett, who's been famously skeptical of tech companies over the years, explained why he is betting so big on Apple. Quote, Apple strikes me as having quite a sticky product and an enormously useful product to people that use it. Not that I do. Close quote. But that's not the whole story. Investors are salivating over the prospect of what exactly Apple is up to now that they've leased a 5,000-acre former military base to conduct testing. Tech Insider and other sources are speculating about a moonshot, noting that Apple has increased its R&D budget to more than 50 times the money Apple spent to develop its original iPhone. Wonder what Elon Musk, Mr. Personal Space Race, is thinking about this potential new competitor. We'll stay on this story. On Friday, we learned the federal government is appointing an advisory group to develop a plan for getting more zero-emission vehicles on Canada's roads as part of efforts to reduce the output of gases linked to global warming. The government estimates that cars and light trucks accounted for 12% of the country's total emissions in 2015. So the panel's job is to come up with options to eliminate barriers to the use of zero-emission vehicles, or ZEVs, including vehicle supply, cost, 
infrastructure readiness, and public awareness. The federal, provincial, and territorial governments all say they'll work with industry and stakeholders to develop a Canada-wide ZEV strategy by 2018, but car makers have said it will be very challenging to meet the target thresholds because, well, electric vehicles only make up a sliver of the market. In Canada, just 0.56% of vehicles sold last year were electric. Yes, that's one half of one percent. Not a lot of profit to be scooped from that number. Here's a strange story from Italy, where researchers have found that sleep deprivation can cause some parts of your brain to be eaten or destroyed by other cells in the brain, which exist basically to clean up old, worn-out brain cells. That process is obviously perfectly normal and healthy, but when you don't get enough sleep, some of those clean-up cells can go haywire and can create preconditions for the advancement of Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. So far, the scientists have been conducting their experiments on mice, so their findings are still far from conclusive, but already the research team is pointing out the remedy is still very simple. Be sure to get the amount of sleep you need as often as you can. If you do, your risk of brain cells misfiring is greatly reduced. Nothing can replace a good night's sleep. And now there's yet another reason. Last week, we gave you the details surrounding the cancellation of the Pemberton Music Festival this summer, including the rather long process required to attempt to get a refund. This includes going to the website of Ernst & Young, the trustees in this bankruptcy proceeding, and filing a claim for your refund, which could then take a few months to be processed. If you qualify for a refund, don't expect the full amount back either, as settlements in these matters usually end up being for pennies on the dollar. So, with that bitter taste still in our mouths, our friends over at the Vancouver province held a poll of their readers this week asking if we thought the BC Music Festival bubble has burst. And here's how we replied. 64% said, yep. We're done, and there are better festivals south of the border anyway. 36% said, no way, there are other better BC festivals still to come. I'm willing to bet how you replied to that question had a lot to do with how much you were out after buying tickets for Pemberton. Again, you have to sympathize with all those local business people who went out and made investments based on crowd projections and who are now overstocked and relying on a healthy tourist summer to make up some of those losses. It's never just the entertainers or their fans who lose out. A lot of others get caught up as well. Those are some of this week's top consumer stories. We'll look at a few more later in the show, and we'll also have a steal report for you. Today, Linda looking at scams involving dogs. But up next, John Carlson and Dave Mader will join us with a fresh look at housing realities in Metro Vancouver and with more of the 1% Realty Story. Stay with us. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. And welcome back to the program, 1114 in the sunshine, this beautiful Sunday morning on the west coast of Canada. Sterling Fox with you, and a pleasure to welcome back to Vancouver Consumer, David Mader, Personal Real Estate Corporation, and John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation. The guys from 1% Realty are back in studio. John and Dave, good morning and welcome back. Morning, Sterling. Good morning. So why did I have to say Personal Real Estate Corporation, Dave? Uh, Personal Real Estate Corporation, uh, we say that because John and I are both incorporated, and council rules say that we have to say Personal Real Estate Corporation after our names. 
Okay, so do I do I get away with saying it just the once in the hour? So we're good. we're okay. We can move along. Then. I think so. How are we looking around town? What's the uh, give us the update, John? How's the uh, Vancouver housing situation this weekend? Well, the weather's good and the market's good. Dave and I've had a busy weekend. What uh, two open houses? Three yesterday. A couple mm-hmm. more today. Yep. Uh, lots of good news. I mean, things are happening. Buyers are out in force in certain segments of the market. Um, lots of good news stories, lots of good recent sales. And spring is typically still in any real estate cycle, Dave. It's the busiest time of year for both buying and selling, I'm sure, right? Yeah, no question. Usually we see the most uh, number of listings come out in the springtime. Um, markets are usually cyclical every year. The spring is busy. Often the market takes a bit of a break in the summertime, though the last couple of years we haven't really seen that. It's mm-hmm. been busy right through the summer. Sure. Uh, fall is often quite busy too, and things slow down a little bit for Christmas. Uh, but springtime, no question, uh, the busiest time of year, and this year is no different at all. Okay, and uh, did the fact that we had kind of a longer for Vancouver winter, John, which is uh, it snowfalls, and that stuff gets in the way of getting around. Yes. Did, that, did that kind of slow things down a little bit as we began 2017? Absolutely. I think the market was affected a little bit by the weather this year. Yeah. We had a late start. We had uh, a shortage of good inventory in the beginning part of the year, and that kind of helps drive prices up a little bit. Um, so yeah, we got a little bit of a later start, but things are definitely in full swing. Let me quote something from the, from the website, which is savewithjohnanddave.com, friends. Here's the thing. Recent years have brought about significant changes to the real estate industry, making new commission models viable. What makes us different and so successful? We don't fight the changes in our industry. We embrace them. We offer a unique combination of an efficient business model in full service approach and comprehensive marketing to ensure our clients get great results and save money. That's a pretty kind of a, in a nutshell, uh, synopsis of what the 1% realty business model is all about, John. Absolutely. When Dave and I partnered up and decided we were going to, you know, get in this business together, we made a decision and that was we wanted to provide the best value that we could to all the consumers out in the market, but we didn't want to cut any corners. So that's really our cornerstone. It's the experience level we've got, the savings and the results based on you know, Dave and I doing the full deal for a better price than, than most of our competitors. And the paragraph, Dave, ends with, bottom line, it's your equity. Keep more of it. Now, that makes a lot of sense to a lot well, of people. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to us, too. Here's the thing, right? Because uh, I think it's important for folks to know exactly how we work, right? How does 1% Realty actually work? So to explain how our commissions are structured, um, there's no set commission rates in the industry. You can't set commission rates in Canada. But However, there's a kind of an accepted that's right. thing, isn't there? That's right. What's really common is 7% on the first 100000 and 2.5% on the balance or something like that. I've heard that model a lot. Right. Yeah. That's just really common in, in the Lower Mainland particularly. Okay. What we do instead is we charge $6,950 to sell anything under 600000 uh, and then 1% of the sale price plus nine fifty to sell anything over $600,000. And so, um, you know, what does that mean for the average consumer? Well, for a property, say $600,000 for that townhome in New Westminster, um, our commission would be sixty nine fifty. Theirs, if you pay seven and two and a half, it's going to be about nineteen thousand dollars. So that's a savings of around twelve grand, sure. something like that, right? Sure. For that million dollar property, and there's plenty of those around, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our commission would be somewhere around eleven thousand uh, dollars plus some GST, of course. Theirs somewhere approaching thirty. Um, and so, you know, you're looking at around a nineteen thousand dollars savings. So it's quite substantial. And for that, 
uh, like John was saying, you get the full meal deal. Everything's right. included. And that those these these numbers that Dave is quoting, your friends, are available if you want to, because they come by rather quickly on the radio. Uh, they're on the front page, on the home page of their website, savewithjohnanddave.com. And you, the, the examples you gave, Dave, are, are all there. Uh, your, your property, and, and you, you give a, a number of approximate values. And then the next column is 1% realties, commission charges, uh, most other brokers. And the last column, the important one, is the money you save. Mm-hmm. And there are significant savings, no matter what the value of the property in question. Yeah, I mean, we sell properties right across the lower mainland. Uh, we've sold properties even in the last month or so, right from Vancouver all the way out to Mission. And, uh, you know, we'll routinely list properties over the million dollar mark and also, you know, in the two, three hundred thousand dollar mark. Right. And the thing is that people continue to call us because uh, they recognize the value and the savings regardless of the price point of the property. Sure, sure. Um, let me give you the phone number here, friends. I'll do this a number of times in case you don't get a chance to write it down the first time. 604-265-8280. 265-8280 with the obligatory 604 up front and with this caveat. Don't call right now because, well, John and Dave are on the radio <laughs> and they've got their ringers turned off because I insisted that they do. Give them about another 25 minutes or so and then you can call 604-265-8280 and if you haven't had a chance to write the phone number down, go to the website, savewithjohnanddave.com, and all that contact is info there. Uh, contact info is there. Now, both of you, John and Dave, after today's performance, now, you last time we got together, the two of you together went to an open house nearby in East Vancouver. But today you split up. One of you is going to Mission. And, John, where are you going? I'm going to be at a fantastic uh, condo in Burnaby. Uh, it's the address. It's unit number 401. 3920 Hastings Street. It's called Ingleton Place. Great neighborhood. This two-bedroom unit's about 1,100 square feet. Fantastic views. That's I mean, Burnaby Heights, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. yes. And uh, views from Metro Town all the way to Cypress Mountain over Vancouver, all the way out on a clear day to uh, Vancouver Island. Mm. So it's a really nice condo. It's listed at 549.9. It's going to be a hot one. I'll be there 1 to 4 p.m. Okay. And Dave, uh, you're, you're going to a little further to travel to your... Is it a townhouse you're off to today? It is, yeah. We have a townhouse listed in Mission. Uh, the address is unit 103861 Shikazi Court in Mission. It's uh, in a 55-plus complex. Uh, really, really well-maintained, right at the end of a no-through street. Two-story with a basement. Very, very usable. Um, beautiful views on Mount Baker right from your back deck. Mm. So really nice. I'm going to be there between 2 and 4 o'clock today. Okay. Yeah. All right. So lots of uh, lots of options there. And by the way, that property that you were talking about in East Van when we were last together, did that? Uh, did you manage to sell that? To... Yeah, we well, did. Well, there's actually. a big smile. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It was, it was, uh, no yes, we th- did. That worked Thank out well. It's actually, it's actually a really good story because those folks... I don't think they had ever heard of 1% Realty before nice. until they had heard us on the radio show and they called us. We came out and uh, we did an evaluation for them. I think they had had another agent in before us to do an evaluation, as a lot of folks do, of course. I think our evaluation came in from what we were told higher than the last one. Uh, our commission, from what we were told, was about twenty-five grand less than they were quoted with the other guy. Oh, my. Um, we, uh, so more profit, less commission. Well, we went from the radio show to the open house. We had a packed open 
open house. Uh, we had multiple offers later that week, and the sellers are very, very happy. So a good, good news story, I suppose. Interesting stuff. That's great. John, that's exactly what you want. It is. And while we're on the topic of good news stories, uh, I just want to put a shout out to Charles and Alan and congratulate them. It was last night around 10.30 p.m. that uh, we got an offer accepted unconditional on their property. And, uh, I mean, this is a typical story. Uh, sort More part of, of town. This is in Maple Ridge, okay. a detached house in Maple Ridge in the 650 price range. Uh, nice hot segment of the market. We met uh, on the holiday Monday, listed the property. Uh, obviously, hit MLS had showings. We waited until after the open house yesterday for offers. Got three offers, and uh, you know, subject free, over list price, commission savings, probably in the range of fifteen thousand. Sellers are very happy. So I just want to say thank you, Charles and Alan. It was great working for you. Interesting, a nice uh, quick turnaround on that one too. If you met this pe- these people just on the holiday Monday, that's not long ago, John. No, that's the nature of the market in certain segments, and uh, you know, a house in uh, six fifty seven hundred thousand dollar range is in high demand in that area. I wanted to ask you guys, both of you, about getting along. With with other agents because you've just quoted us, Dave, the typical sort of accepted level of commission that most of us are accustomed to hearing about in Metro Vancouver. And then you tell us the 1% realty story, which represents a significantly lower commission paid to the agent. So other agents, uh, is there a little uh, animosity here? Because animosity. You, you, you might be seen as, well, uh, 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 undercutting them. And so, in other words, I'm asking in a roundabout way, uh, do other agents list your properties and provide their clients access to them in the same way that you would to theirs? Uh, the short answer is yes, absolutely. There's, there's no question about it. Other agents show our listings all the time. So I've been with 1% Realty now for about 12 years. I've always been with 1% Realty since I became licensed. And right from day one, as soon as I was listing my first property to the present, um, the routine is that we list the property just like all the other guys do out there. Sure. Put it on MLS and we do all the same types of marketings that the other guys do. And sometimes we do what we think is maybe a little bit better. Um, and other agents show and sell our listings constantly. We're, we're out there putting sold stickers on signs all the time. Here, here's the thing. So um, statistically speaking, somewhere around 80% of our listings annually are sold by agents from other brokerages bringing their buyers. Interesting stuff. Okay. And, and you know what? The thing is, is roughly speaking, that's approximately the same regardless of who you list with. In, in other words, somewhere around 80%, give or take a little bit, of all MLS listings involve two agents when they eventually sell, one sure. representing the seller, one representing the buyer from a different brokerage. Regardless the po- of the label of the sign on the lawn. That's the whole point, right? right? So the reason we kind of harp on that stat, the reason I'm quite fond of that stat is because, sure, we charge less commission, we offer less commission, therefore, to the buyer's agent. In the end, the results are similar because it doesn't matter how much commission in the end we're offering as long as the buyer wants to see the property. And the reality is it's a buyer-driven market. It's not a buyer's agent-driven market. Sure. It's the buyer's-driven market. If the buyer wants to see the property, they're going to see it, right? The uh, point is, is that as long as it, uh, you know, is in the a property is in the area that a buyer is looking geographically uh, with a price range that the buyer is looking in square footage is it close to the schools is it close to the parks they want the point is is if it's in that area in that price range they're going to want to see it before they buy the neighbor's property right exactly and, and this is the thing this is why our listings sell just like all the other listings out there it's just our clients often save a whole bunch of money but I was going to say and John you, you probably spend a fair bit of time though with each and every client you meet and I suppose the ones that are calling you now based on the radio show have a some a, a greater understanding of the business model but I 
I'm sure that each and every occasion when you meet a new client, you have to spend a few minutes explaining just because we charge less doesn't mean we do less. We are as competitive and as capable of delivering exactly the same product as anybody else in the Yellow Pages. You're right. These are natural questions that come into people's minds. I mean, we're all consumers in one way or another. Most people don't have the kind of understanding of the real estate industry that Dave and I have, having put over 30 years experience into the industry. So yeah, these are the questions we get. How can you work for less money than the traditional business model? And how can you give me good service? And how can you give me the results that you say you can do at, at the prices that you charge? And we, we let people know. I mean, it's not a commission-driven industry. The industry has grown. Prices have grown. A lot of realtors jumping in. Commissions have gone up and up and up. There's a lot of room to give better value to a home seller. Back to the quote from the website, you know, it's it's about embracing the changes that have occurred in the industry in recent years, Dave, rather than resisting them and trying to find a way around them. It's just go with the flow, right? Pick up, stay informed, and on, on and surf that wave. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? The, the question is what actually gets a property sold? You know, um, the year is in 2017. It's not, you know, 1980. We do things differently today sure. than we used to do them. Um, the reality is that when we're able to take a listing and we're able to market it the way that we do, uh, we take 3D virtual tours, interactive uh, open house, uh, online open houses where people can actually just, with a click of a few buttons, walk through the property right from the entrance right to the back door, mm-hmm. walk up the stairs, walk down the stairs, that kind of thing. When, when we post these kinds of things in MLS alongside all the other listings out there. The point is, is that, you know, marketing has changed so dramatically. Buyers have as much access to information pretty much as their agents do. Sure. And so, you know, someone is looking for a property, they're going to find it. Our listings are alongside all the other listings out there. And so someone's looking, they're going to find it. They want to buy a property before they buy the neighbors down the street. They're going to come and see ours. It's just, of course, intuitively intuitively obvious. Our guests in studio, John Carlson and Dave Mader from 1% Realty with the business model and the whole story and lots more to tell after we take a break for the news at the bottom of the hour. Sterling Fox with you on this beautiful Sunday morning, joined in studio by John Carlson and Dave Mader from 1% Realty as we talk housing in Metro Vancouver and getting into the game or moving around in the game. And John, that's what happens a lot. People, uh, well, there's a baby on the way or maybe the kids have all grown up and moved away and well we don't need to keep this huge uh, maintenance intense property anymore it's time to downsize people are on the move and again springtime is the time of year isn't it exactly and thank goodness for that I, I, I suppose so from a real estate perspective. Dave, why did you, you said, interesting question. You said you've been a realtor for 12 years, mm-hmm. and in that whole time, you've only worked for 1% Realty. Yes. John is, uh, has worked for uh, the competition and until you two got together many years ago. Why did you choose 1% as a business model, given the, uh, the competition and the rates available from a, a competitor? Sure. So when I became licensed, um, I was trying to decide which company I would work with, sure. right? Um, and uh, I sat down with uh, managing brokers from all sorts of different brokerages, so a lot of the traditional brokerages out there. And um, after talking with them, and then I met with Ian Bailey at 1% Realty, I sat down with him. And I, I asked myself the question, I said, well, listen, if I was going to sell my own property, but would I be willing to spend the fifteen or twenty or thirty or $40,000 that's uh, commonly charged by so many other brokerages? And um, I'm just not that type of guy. I I wouldn't, to tell you the truth. I wouldn't have back then. I wouldn't today. Knowing what I know in the real estate industry uh, of how it works and you know what's necessary to actually get a property sold, I wouldn't. And so I thought to myself, well, if I wouldn't be willing to pay that myself, how could I charge that of a client? 
And so 1% Realty real appeal, really appealed to me because it offered a value which I could actually believe in. It kind of sounds cheesy, I no, guess. No, 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 but, but, you stick, but you, it's the way you, do, you deal bills, do business. You uh, see it with uh, the world. So absolutely. why not stick to your guns? Yeah, I mean, I thought to myself, well, if I would feel comfortable using it, I have no problem. I'd feel very comfortable asking clients to pay it. And to this day, I do. Right. So, um, you know, it, it's a it's a comfortable service, uh, a service that uh, offers all the same types of things that you're going to get at so many other places. The difference is that you just walk away with what we believe is probably the best value in the industry. Right? Absolutely. John, when people uh, and we talked about the movement that especially is created in the spring with all that hormonal energy going on. And it's the busiest season of the year, year in and year out in the realty business. With all of that movement going on, people selling properties, are are all those people turning around and buying other properties? I'm going to sell this home and then with that uh, pro, the proceeds, buy another home. Is that typically the move people make? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of homeowners there that are upsizing, downsizing, as you mentioned, and uh, a significant number of them are looking to buy another property. So that's wonderful. Dave and I work with as buyers agents with our clients when they go out to buy a home once they're successfully sold. Of course, there are people who have investment properties that are selling or estate properties and those sorts of things. So not everybody's buying again. Right. But it's always nice to run into a client who wants to sell and buy again. And David and I are ready to serve them too. A lot of, a lot of movement around the Metro Vancouver area too, Dave. People moving from Mission to White Rock or from the expensive West End of Vancouver to Langley. We're starting to see uh, people looking for a little elbow room. You're not going to find that in town. You got to get yeah. out to the burbs a little, don't you? Yeah. Yes, certainly, you know, on occasion you you see somebody moving west, um, but in my experience, uh, quite often folks move east, right? So people start in Vancouver and then go to Burnaby and the guy in Burnaby goes to Coquitlam and the guy in Coquitlam goes to Maple Ridge and and so on and so forth, right? Right. So, yeah, we see a lot of movement and uh, I think that's just natural. People's needs change. You need more space. You know, you need a a yard. That's why we moved out to Maple Ridge. I used to live in Vancouver in a little condo, and then we had a family, so we moved out to Maple Ridge. Uh, And that's pretty typical, isn't it, John? Those scenarios, well, there's a baby coming. We just don't have enough room anymore. Absolutely, and and for whatever reason you're thinking of moving or selling, Dave and I would just want to put the invitation out there to you. Give us a call. Our phone number is 604-265-8280, or go to savewithjohnanddave.com. We want to sit down with you and talk to you about what we have to offer because we know we can give you good service, good results, and uh, we'll save you a lot of money. And, and I suppose, and, and reduce the skepticism in that initial conversation, as John, you say, you typically have to with customers who are, or clients, potential clients, who are unfamiliar with the 1% realty business model and who are suspicious that, well, because I'm going to pay less, and clearly there's an equal sign in there somewhere that says, I'm going to get less. I think so. But but in any uh, industry where you're in sales, I think you have to explain what you do and you have to justify what you charge and show your effectiveness. So I don't think what Dave and I do are any, is any different in that regard. But yes, we do have sometimes people they want to believe, they want to they save some money, mm-hmm. but they're not exactly sure how that works and what that looks like. So if, if anyone has these kind of questions and says, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of selling, boy, I've been quoted uh, some prices and commissions by a few different agents and boy, these commissions seem kind of high. Right. You might want to give us a call. In fact, you probably should give us a call and we'll show you what we offer and then we leave it to you. But if you choose us to work for you, we're going to do a good job and we're going to get you the results you want. Right. I'll I'll add to that. So here's a good story, right? So uh, last night I went out and talked with a fellow in Tri-Cities and uh, he'd done a really nice renovation on his house and uh, fantastic uh, house. Um, And um, he had thought about listing with 1% Realty, but of course he had had a couple of other agents in 
um, before us to give evaluations. And um, he had heard that if he listed with us, he may not get showings from other agents. Right, right. right. Um, he had heard that. And so, um, you know, rather than letting that skepticism uh, prevent him from picking up the telephone, he said, you know what, I'm going to call John and Dave anyways. Right. And I'm going to have them out and at least hear what they have to say. So I went out there yesterday and uh, sat down, had a great conversation with him. I was there for about an hour and a half. Uh, and um, by the end of it, he, because he brought up all these you know, questions that he had right. and some objections and we talked about it. And you know what? He, by the end, uh, totally believed in the model that we have. Okay. Um, he saw that, yes, our listings are shown and sold by agents from all sorts of other brokerages. The difference was simply that he would walk away uh, with potentially more money in his pocket. Um, so, you know, the the issue is just trying to conquer that sometimes pervasive skepticism, I like think you so. say, right? Yeah. Um, you know, folks look for value in virtually everything they do when they m- want to make a purchase, right? You know, you're looking for gas, you're looking for groceries, you're looking for air flights, right? Uh-huh. Air- airplane. I mean, what do you do? You go to the website where all the uh, the the airfares are tabulated and you pick the best one, That's right? right? Well, here's the thing. Folks routinely search for the best value in their purchases. And um, all we're saying is there's no, re- there's no reason there needs to be a disconnect. You don't need to stop looking for best value when it comes time to choose an agent. You can do exactly the same thing. You don't have to surrender to simply paying, you know, something like seven and two and a half when you need to sell your property. You can actually search. Um, what we're doing here is we're simply providing that option to folks and we're saying, look, don't let skepticism prevent you from calling. Give us a shout. Um, if you're thinking about selling your property, uh, have us over. You know, we talk with you for half an hour, giving an evaluation. Always no obligation. If you don't like us, you can show us to the door. The reality, though, is that when we when we actually uh, sit down with folks, most of the time they go ahead and list their property, and they're quite happy, and they recommend us to their friends and family. Mm-hmm. And now, the fellow that you sat down with for an hour and a half last night, Dave, uh, in the course of uh, d- describing the business model and and the services you could perform with, for him as a client, did you, in the course of all of that conversation, also do an event? Evaluation on the property? Oh, of course. Okay. Oh, yeah. We go out there and part and parcel with us going out and meeting people is giving them, again, free, no obligation, complimentary evaluations, okay. right? So we go out, we give an evaluation, we answer any questions that they have, uh, we explain in more detail exactly what they can expect, and then we uh, we just leave it with them. And if they're ready to list, that's great. If not, they can just get hold of us or not at their leisure. But the reality is, is that uh, there's simply no risk involved in having us out and potentially a huge upside. You know, savings ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 for sitting down with us for half an hour. Right. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, and John, you said buyers are typically as well-informed as agents are these days because of course we all have the internet and it's not hard to go and find out what that house around the corner sold for last month and and the guy down the street's got his listed with somebody else and so i can find out what they're asking for that place so it it, in, in terms of an evaluation a homeowner would typically have a sense of what he or she feels that property is worth but they're lay people they're not professionals so how close even doing that kind of homework on the internet would a homeowner be to the evaluation you come up with? It really depends. Um, And when I do an evaluation, I give an opinion of the market. I think it's a a very well-educated opinion. But I think, um, you know, homeowners generally do have an idea of where their house should be. But what they lack sometimes is the most recent activity on the market. When you're in a market that things are changing and going up, and you happen to know that maybe in a certain segment, uh, the last property had four or five offers on it, the week prior, 
that means there's a good chance there's three or four buyers still looking for a house just like that. Okay. And so maybe the last sale might have sold for X amount, while the next sale might be higher significantly. So just understanding the current dynamics of the market, not just what the neighbor's house sold for two months ago, right. is is a big part of, of an evaluation. And, and of course, pricing it always goes hand in hand with strategy. You can list a little low, you can list a little high. Uh, you can set time to look at offers and try to build up a multiple offer situation. So, you know, there's more to it than just throwing a number on there. There's a strategy. Exactly. And does part of that strategy, Dave, uh, involve uh, time on listings? In other words, the, the idea being to, to, to create turnovers, fairly rapid sales, because as I understand it, and this is just from, from hanging around and, and keeping an eye on things, the longer a resident stays on the market, the less charm or appeal it has to the potential buyer. Is that true? Or is that just a popular urban myth? It can. Um, certainly, like it can be true. There can be truth in that for sure. Um, certainly, depending on the type of property uh, that someone is selling, um, sometimes properties of one type can take a little bit longer okay. uh, than others. You know, um, for instance, right now, what are we seeing in the Vancouver area? Uh, we're seeing stratus selling very, very quickly, condos, townhomes. And one of the reasons for that is because affordability is a, such a big factor now with the way prices have shot up. Right. right? If you've got like a, a Tri-Cities condo for $350,000, that thing is probably going to be snapped up very, very, very quickly. Sure, yeah. If you've got a Tri-Cities house for $2.5 million, that is going to take a little bit longer probably, right? So like John was saying, you want to make sure you're strategic in how you list the property, right? Um, because not every property is destined to sell in three days. Lots of properties will, but lots of properties won't. And so really depending on the type of property, you got to list it such that you get the most that, that at least we can get for that property. The, the We list it so that we get the most that we know how to get. And so sometimes it depends on, um, you know, taking taking into account the the uh, specific circumstances of that, that segment of the market. Of course, and John, the part of the strategy may in fact be, let's not push this too fast. Let's not panic if it doesn't sell in three days. Let's, let's, let's get a plan and stick to it. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's a big part of it. Come up with a plan before you hit the market. Don't make it up as you go along. So right. that's a big part of a listing presentation. You know, sometimes there's an initial presentation about pricing and that sort of thing, but we get called back to actually list the property you know, timing and price, all those sorts of things go into, uh, into consideration. Okay. And so people ask you, if I were to engage you as my realtors, what would the strategy be? That's a pretty typical question, I guess, then, eh, Dave? Yeah, it is. Um, and that's what we'll also talk with folks about when we go and sit down with them. Right? Okay. So if someone out there is thinking about selling uh, and they give us a shout, what we would typically do is in addition to giving them that evaluation, we're going to talk about strategies, the best way to actually list that property price-wise. Uh, are we going to look at offers as they come or are we going to set a particular day and time to look at offers? And, you know, depending on what type of property you have, you might use one strategy or the other. Okay. Um, so, you know, sometimes too, depending on the type of property, if it's a more unique property where there's not a heck of a lot of comparables out there, sometimes you got to test the waters a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's all sorts of different things that we would talk about, but the reality is, again, uh, you know, we go out, we sit down with someone for about an hour, uh, and, um, you know, uh, usually folks are actually quite happy with, uh, you know, the 1% b- realty business model and usually decide to go out and, and, and head and list with us. And, and, you know, in terms of that business model, and Dave was touching on some of the commission rates uh, versus most o- other brokers and uh, the 1% rea- realty rate, uh, all of those numbers, and uh, they list properties. This is on savewithjohnanddave.com, the homepage of, of, of the, uh, for the website here. And your property may be 300000 
thousand or eight hundred thousand or five million. All of these variables are listed on a chart right there on the homepage. So you find out where your property is or closest to on this chart, and you can see right there in black and white the kind of savings you get to keep simply by uh, employing realtors with a different business model. Absolutely. And, and the savings are fantastic. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but when we meet people, another nice thing is, you know, Dave and I, if you call us over, you want to see who have we worked with lately. Yeah. I mean, we could probably give you a 10 or a dozen names in the last month or two of people we've worked with who we could even give you their phone numbers. They will. You can call them, see how we did. They're giving us great references. So uh, again, price is important. Savings are important. But having two good agents who know how to get a home sold and know how to position properties and sell properties. I mean, that, that's important. Price is good, but you've got to get a good product and service, and that's where Dave and I really excel. Okay, savewithjohnanddave.com is the website. The phone number is 604-265-8280, 265-8280. Now, guys, uh, before I let you go, uh, remind us again, because you're going to split up here. One is going to, uh, Dave, you're going to Maple Ridge, and John, you're heading to Burnaby, to Burnaby Heights, as a matter of fact, around Burnaby, uh, around Hastings and Boundary, that area, right? Absolutely, 3920 Hastings Street, Inglewood place number 401 go to the back door my info is posted there you text me or buzz me i let you up open house one to four today 549.9 two-bedroom condo with a fantastic view all right and dave in maple ridge what's your location it's this actually afternoon? mission oh mission okay yep. unit 10 32861 court uh 55 plus complex uh, really well maintained this is about 2,000 square feet two-story with a basement uh, beautiful view of Mount Baker listed at 394.9 come on out I'll be there between two and four that's a how many bedroom townhouse it's a two bedroom and a three bath wow that's okay that's a pretty attractive price isn't Big it? that's the kind of that's the kind of, pe- uh, uh, of house that young families typically would be looking for again with that baby on the way and it's a bit of a drive to catch up to the job maybe back in town but it's affordable and it's the next big step we take as a unit forward. yeah and, and well that one is a 55 plus complex uh and uh for folks in that area i think it's a fantastic value interesting stuff well good luck this afternoon to both of you if you'd like now the phones are now on friends 604 604- 265-8280. Now you can call either John Carlson or Dave Mater from 1% Realty. They'll be happy to take your calls while we take this break. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson and Dave Mater for another informative look at housing in Metro Vancouver. John and Dave will be back next week with another update as the times indeed prove interesting. Time now for the Steel Report. And today for all of us dog owners, Linda looks at scams involving dogs. Hey, I'm Linda Steele, and this is your Steele Report. If you've been thinking about getting a four-legged friend, animal activists are warning about potential scams. Brian Hackett with the Humane Society says, if you're looking for a dog online, double-check to make sure the puppy is actually for sale. You have those puppy scams where people pretend to be selling an animal, you send the money and you don't get an animal. Hackett says a good way to make sure you can meet a puppy before buying is to adopt instead of shop. Shelters have animals surrendered to them all the time from people or families that are um, unable to keep their animal anymore and they happen to be purebreds or the specialty breeds that people mm-hmm. like. If you can't find a dog you love at a shelter and you're moving towards a pet shop, make sure you do research and find out where those dogs are actually coming from. Hackett says you should avoid sellers who ask for money to be wired and walk away if the seller refuses to let you meet the pet before you buy it. 
I'm Linda Steele, and that's your Steele Report. Thank you, Linda. Steele and Drex, weekday afternoons, 2 to 6, here on News Talk 980 CKNW. A couple more consumer quickies before we have to go. WestJet Airlines says it will soon be announcing changes to its seating policy that will ensure children are seated next to a parent at no extra charge. The Calgary-based airline is committed to accommodating families' seating requests, has been working on an internal review of its seating policy for a while, said a spokesperson this week. Under its current policy, WestJet advises passengers that the best way for parents to ensure they're seated beside their kids on a flight is to reserve seats for a fee at the time of booking. Though, the airline also says when a reservation fee is not paid, it will still do its best to seat children under the age of 11 beside at least one parent. Air Canada, too, says that its intent is to always seat children with a parent or guardian. On its website, the carrier states that it offers complimentary seat assignments for families with kids under the age of 12, though, like WestJet, Air Canada says it's important for parents to indicate at the time of booking that they are traveling with young children. The seating of children was one of the topics raised Friday by Mark Garneau, the federal transport minister, in a closed-door meeting with top airline execs. Garneau, who is urging the airlines to live up to the spirit of its passenger Bill of Rights legislation even before it comes into force, as expected next year, calling on airlines to ensure kids can be seated next to a parent at no extra charge. The minister also asked airlines to voluntarily stop removing passengers from full flights against their will. This is where WestJet wins hands down. Their TV ads say point blank, we don't overbook. Period. Go ahead, Air Canada. Match that one. And finally today, despite the trend for politicians and others to dismiss reporting as fake news, a majority of Canadians say they have some level of trust in traditional news media, according to a new Ipsos poll conducted on behalf of the Radio Television Digital News Association. And this one found 69% of respondents have some level of trust when it comes to mainstream news media. 50% of respondents say they have a fair amount of trust in the media, and uh, just 12% say they have a great deal of trust. This from Global News this week. If you talk about traditional media, people say, yeah, they do a good job of reporting the facts, says Ipsos big guy Daryl Bricker. But when the media moves beyond that, people start to have questions. Canadians 35 and over tend to be more trusting than those 18 to 34, the poll suggests. And across Canada, Quebecers, 80%, are the most trusting of traditional news media, while Alberta and B.C. are the least trusting at 56 and 58%. U.S. President Donald Trump may have championed the weaponization of fake news to attack the media, but dismissing reports you don't agree with has penetrated Canadian politics as well. However... Politicians here should take note. Most Canadians side with the media in these situations. The new polling numbers found in cases where government officials deny a story, 77% of Canadians are more likely to believe the media than the government. Canadians' trust and confidence in the mass media is significantly higher than our American counterparts, with just 32% of U.S. consumers saying they have a fair amount of trust in the media. 
Well, there you go. Uh, while we're still on a trustworthy note, we should say goodbye. That is, uh, thanks again to our guests, John Carlson and Dave Mater. Uh, thank you for joining us. A hats off to producer Ben Dooley and to Tyson Pellegrini at the controls. We're back next Sunday at 11 with another edition of Vancouver Consumer. Stay tuned for Charmaine De Silva right after the noon update here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.